today we watched Imagine Me and You. And it was a delight. Oh, man. Like, the early 2000s really just were a time. They really were. Um, Not for lesbians, but a time. Yeah, (laughs) it was... Lots of low waist pants. Oh God, the baggy jeans. The baggy jeans. Lena Headey. Lena Headey. This is in like baggy jeans. There's a lot to celebrate in this movie. There really is. There's a lot to love. There's a lot to come back for more. Mm-hmm. You you join on because it's a 2000s whatever lesbian movie. There's yeah. only two of those. There's it's, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you stay you stay so much and you come back for more for Lena Headey. It's you really do. Maybe gift. that's just me. That keeps on giving. Really is. Anyway, so Imagine Me and You is a 2005 romantic drama. Mm-hmm. Comedy. Why did I say drama first? Comedy drama? That was weird. Anyway. And it was directed by Old Parker, and it stars Piper Parabu, who I didn't realize was in a different, like, lesbian movie of the time when she was younger. Oh, what yeah. was it? It was, um, ah, flip. I had it right here. I found it in a Roger Ebert. Roger? Roger Ebert. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Roger. And that's what we call a strong start, ladies and gentlemen. Is that like Robert and Roger? (laughs) (laughs) His name is Roger Ebert. I know who Roger Ebert is. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think I said Roger just now. We're going to start over. No, I think we should leave all this in. You put yourself right back on that microphone. I did. Okay. Hi, everybody. We're we're doing it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Anyway, she was in uh, Lost and Delirious, a 2001, like, schoolgirl dormitory lesbian movie. Oh, a classic. I forgot I had seen her in, and that's what I recognized her from. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And I was very surprised that... Uh, Roger Ebert uh-huh. was like that movie was so much better because I wholeheartedly disagree. Really, but we'll put a pen in that. We'll get we'll talk about it later because I think his review is pretty interesting in general in terms mm-hmm. of like media reception. Yeah, of lesbian movies for the day. <laughs> anyway, so imagine me and you. It follows Rachel and Luce. So they meet for the first time at Rachel's wedding, and they just like lock eyes as she's walking down the aisle and they just know they just it just clicks it just clicks it just clicks we'll which, touch on that later <laughs> which i found out that's like the french term for love at first sight is click that's so cute yeah i love that and that's why they did it oh i, I guess it just that does make sense yeah but anyway so you know rachel goes through it with it of course but mm-hmm. they meet at the wedding and it just follows their friendship as Rachel starts to contend with her obvious attraction to Luce. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of conversation about fidelity and honesty and love and attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, as Luce kind of gets closer to the whole family, uh, she's friends with Rachel's very young sister. Mm-hmm. We get to see the parents' relationship. And ultimately, she leaves Heck, her husband. Worst name of Luce. all time. Ah, it's so bad. It's so bad. We would, like, <laughs> Hector is rough enough. I you're know. Gonna go for heck? You're going to go with Heck? Hecky? Hecky. I wrote down uh, that the names in this whole movie are batshit bananas crazy. They're really, like, so... Heck and Luce and H is her little sister. Short for Henrietta. Yeah. Like, like, like been... what? The only normal one is Rachel. The only normal name in this whole movie is Rachel. The best friend, Coop. 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 Exactly. It's so early 2000s. I know. It's so weird, though. Like, why <laughs> really did they is. decide to make the names so quirky? Hi, my name is Songstress. Yeah. Oh, God. 
Uh, I have to go lay down. <laughs> I like this movie. I, I liked love it. this movie. Um, I think it's a good example of just like the lesbianism is incidental. <laughs> it's yes, it's just incidental. Like when mm-hmm. I was thinking about it, like the themes of this movie really are um, attraction and saying mm-hmm. that you know building a slow love that's on purpose over time is yeah. wrong. Actually, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, and so one about- critique. <laughs> One little tiny itty bitty baby just critique a little, just a little. about how you have to be instantly attracted to someone or else it's not love and you're gay. Like, yeah, sure, sometimes I guess, yeah, but that does you know, happen. yeah, yeah. It's just that Hollywood of like valuing mm-hmm. the love at first sight over exactly. like the romantic, which is like so funny because I feel like I'm uh, on the internet. So I'm inundated with the uh, obsession over the I'm going to love you on purpose thing. I love that. Which I do too. I really, yeah. I think that there's just so much to that. And yeah. And it is really interesting because even the last time I watched this movie, which was like a year ago, <laughs> I, I did not pick up on that at all. I was just oh? like, yeah, love it for sight. Love it for sight. And you just see him and totally. you know. <laughs> oh, you just know. <laughs> How we change. Really quick, I have to loop back to the lesbianism is incidental. Yeah. Because incidental lesbianism would be just a fantastic band name. Oh, my God! And actually, I have an idea change for our podcast, totally unrelated. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Literally, me, I found, like, a notes uh, on my notes app. Uh, mm-hmm. from like literally a year ago of all the lesbian movies that I had to watch. And I was like, just incidentally, it's just incidentally. It's like totally movie. incidentally. Yeah, like, like, I just decided to Google It's actually lesbian mm, movies. Research? Yeah. It's actually just like, because I'm curious <laughs> for no real reason and about reason. nothing in particular. Yeah, couldn't tell you. Anyway, um, uh-huh, what's that over there? Uh-huh. I'm going to distract myself. But I also, I really like this movie. And the critics did not really like this movie. Uh, this was a huge bomb. Really? I didn't yeah. know it was so much of a bomb. I just saw the it, Rotten Tomato score. Oh, I know. It's so low. It's like so low. 34? Yeah, 34 critics and 74 audience because they have taste. I guess, but exactly. But the critics' consensus is that aside from its lesbian theme, Imagine Me and You can only offer more of the same generic rom-com cliches, which I completely disagree with. Yeah, that is, that's the Roger Ebert quote. Is it really? Yeah, that's I, I wow. read his whole review, and it was like startling. Uh, startling. Fuck. Hi. Surprisingly. Yeah. Just say talk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, but like literally. Conversate. <laughs> it was um, surprisingly mm-hmm. like very against this movie and was like it, it, the fact that it was incidental lesbianism was a demotion against it, which is so like. It's a straight man if I ever heard one. Literally. And also like very against what I'm seeing more in my circle of the internet at least. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, we don't want stories that are just about how much it sucks to be yeah, us. Yeah. You know that guy loved Love, Simon. You know Roger Ebert Roger loved Ebert. <laughs> Love, Simon. And I liked Love, Simon when I saw it three years ago or whenever it was that it came out but i don't need a movie to be you know rainbow flag gay all the time to be enjoyable yeah. and sometimes it is nice to just see a movie that follows a usual rom-com script or like a sci-show sci-show i've been watching a lot of sci-show <laughs> like a sci-fi movie yeah sort of thing and it just happens to have gay people in it like there's Literally. nothing wrong with that no, and it's- i want both of those things exactly <laughs> but yeah but he was exactly decrying that it's like it's unrealistic and like just weird that they would be so accepting and it's like 
that's what I liked about it. Exactly. Like, goddamn, what kind of rom-com would it be if you're just like being traumatized by homophobia constantly in it? Like, can we just have one movie Literally. or a couple or all of them where the parents are like surprised, but happy about it and fine about it. And I really liked heck reaction to it hecky where he is you know clearly sad about it it's his wife that he's losing but he like puts on a brave face and is like you know this is gonna happen eventually so we may as well just let it go and you should be happy and so should i and that's what i love about this movie is because it's like the theme is still about fidelity when he does that Mm -hmm. because it's like because it's not even that it's a woman it's just Mm -hmm. that like she's found someone that she loves more than him and he knows that he can't make her happy in that way yeah so it's like i'm letting you go it's not because you're a lesbian it's because you found someone else exactly Yeah, and I really liked the scene he had later, even though his crying was cringe AF. I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> later with uh, H, the little sister of Rachel, where he's like, maybe I should have uh, told her we could work it out. And then at least I'd have her, even if she was sad and I was sad. And I was yeah. like, I like that they showed that. Because yeah. you don't just want him to have like the brave face of like, I'm actually fine with it. Just go do whatever you want. I thought that was good. Yeah. Like, it's it's just everyone is so sweet in this movie. Yeah. Even when they're being awful. Exactly. <laughs> it's just nice. The parents made me sad, though. Oh, the Rachel's parents, parents. Were so... Like, God, poor Giles. I know. The guy, the guy who... <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Head, is that his name? Yeah. Oh, you got it. See? I don't know there why... You go. Oh, it's because his character's name is Ned. I was like, I thought it was Ned. Ned Head. <laughs> Ned Head. <laughs> That they call the fandom. Yeah. <laughs> like Deadheads. Exactly. Is that from something? Yeah, Grateful Dead. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I was going to say Dead Mouse. <laughs> we have to cut that out. All the old men who listen we to this podcast are going to be angry with me. These fucking kids. These fucking kids. But yeah, no, that was, I think, the one kind of real bummer in this movie is the relationship between the parents. Yeah. Because he, God, like, this Poor Giles is just, like, absolutely berated by the wife the entire time. And they have one moment where he's like, can you just be a little bit nicer to me? And she's like, I'll try. And then she goes back to being mean to him. Yeah. And then they kiss in the street. And it's, it's, and it's supposed fine. to be like a comedic moment where he's like, that didn't last long. But it was just like still sad. And he has this whole scene where he's like, I keep thinking your mom is going to leave me. I thought oh this for God. like 30 years. And it's supposed to be touching. But it just made me so sad. It and it's never resolved. And, and like, it's and just the, sad. Yeah. And the mom takes it like, wow, he really does love me. And yeah. it's like. Oh, my God. That's a cry for help. It really is. Girl, that's not good. God, like, how long has that lasted? And you're just so mean to him. And she's like, I can't believe I've been mean to him this whole time. I can't believe the man that I've been, like, berating and putting down his whole, our whole marriage yeah. is, like, upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea why that could be. Feels worthless. Yeah. Like, wow. Just crazy. I would never No idea. <laughs> but... Two things. Mm-hmm. This was actually originally written for a straight pairing. Really? Yeah. I don't I like know when that, that changed, mm-hmm. but I think that explains a lot of why at its core it's not concerned about the coming out and yes. like, the taboo. And- the taboo. This is a suggestion that I had to fix how people keep writing women oh my God. in movies. Because <laughs> Joss Whedon, listen the fuck Joss up. Joss Whedon, this is going right to you. <laughs> 
like people should be able to uh, write movies and write characters that are women or that are gay, that are nuanced and interesting, but they can't. They're not good at it. No one's good at it. So I think we should just do what they did with this movie with lots of movies where you just make a movie and then you decide people's genders at the end. (laughs) And then you have a great movie (laughs) because you don't have every woman be a crazy stereotype who's like, I know how to fight because I have four brothers. If I have to hear that ever again, I'll kill myself. And you don't have, you know, problematic (laughs) gay representation. Oh, he's sassy. Yeah, he's the sassy gay friend. We're going to acknowledge it in Riverdale, but not do anything about it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Except when we do a musical episode for Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and then our gay character is suddenly very into drag. Oh, God. But, and then the second thing, in terms of this movie being a bomb, the projection I saw, and I don't know if this is correct in terms of budget, was that the budget was almost $8 million. Oh my fucking God. $7.9 million. And How I, could it possibly cost that much? Like, did they literally just, like, make one of the walls out of money? <laughs> oh, no. I but did see that it didn't make much money, but I don't. It was yeah, fifty-one thousand opening weekend in the U.S. Oh my god, that's and appalling! It was open, I think, for eight weeks, and it only ever made six hundred thousand, like six hundred eighty thousand. Oh my Christ! Yeah, it was bad. Wow, people hated this movie. Like, did they hate it, or did they just? I think not. No one, go see it. I don't know. I think it's yeah. a little bit of both. Like. Uh, I mean, the, Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. He's kind of a big guy, and he was, like, very much not into this movie. Oh, I see. Panning it. And, like, a lot of people just were. They were like, it's kind of boring and, like, doesn't really handle... I don't know. They were just very Wasn't deep enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if there are gay people in it, why aren't they suffering? I know. What's the point of it? Is this even about gay people if they're not crying for the whole time and one of them isn't dead at the end? There wasn't even a slur. Yeah. No (laughs) one's a seductress. You go up to a lesbian couple. Which one of you is the blonde seductress? (laughs) How am I supposed to know you're gay? (laughs) How am I supposed to know you're gay? It did end up making, uh, I think it was like $2 million internationally. So, you know, I know. It was still still not even close. Yeah, two point six million cumulative worldwide gross. Mm-hmm. Fuck, that's Fuck. some shit. But so this is we're gonna talk more about the movie. But I did some research and I found some real fucking gems. <gasps> I'm so excited! I know almost I nothing. <laughs> found a lot of active blogs. I were active really? in the last couple of years yeah. about this movie, like shitty WordPress. I'm sorry. Like I love your passion. Yeah. I love. Your I love your shitty WordPress. Yeah, <laughs> but I can tell it was made in 2007. Yeah, bless your heart. Especially because people would write letters to the director of this movie and he would respond. That's so sweet. And I found this huge archive of all these different letters from people. And from what I was able to gather is that this movie got like such a big second life when the DVD release happened. I'm not surprised at all. Exactly. Like, I I wondered, I don't know, you know, because I was a child and I didn't really grow up up being like, oh, I need to hide, hide, you know, my interest in lesbian movies because there just weren't lesbian movies to see. Um, I didn't see a lesbian movie until I was 15. So there was was nothing before that. I saw it on accident (laughs) because I have a cool mom. There you go. (laughs) 
But literally, it was like, it was also because it did so poorly. It got pulled from a lot of theaters, like international releases that were planned. Like oh, woman, I'm not surprised. Yeah, like one woman's writing from Mexico and it's like, they was like coming soon and then it never came. And then I finally got it at Blockbuster and was able to see your movie and I loved it. Aww. So, so sweet. And he has like people who've written from him multiple times and he knows them. And like, literally, I... Like, oh my god, I felt like a cold finger run down my spine as I began to form a parasocial relationship to this man. <gasps> That's so weird. Because it was like, oh, it was so sweet. He was like encouraging people to write and being Aww. like, you can send it to me if you want. I'd love to read it. And like, thanks for caring so much about this movie. It That's means so really much sweet. To me. What was his name again? Old Parker. Old Parker. Good old, old Parker. Parker. I don't know if that's how you say it because it's short for Oliver. So I'm going to be All Parker. All Parker. I don't know. Ollie. He's like, Ollie. Yeah. He's got kind of a weird career. Really? He wrote and directed The Best Exotic Marigold. Oh. I know, right? My parents saw that. I, I didn't. And there were two of them. <laughs> there were two of them. There's the second best. Oh, there exotic. you go. <laughs> second only to The Best Exotic. <laughs> uh, but he also wrote and directed the second Mamma Mia movie, which I haven't seen yet. Oh, interesting. I know. Very surprising. Mm-hmm. It's also written for the stage, too. Like, it's... Weird. I feel like every time I look up, like, a director's repertoire, I don't know how to, what to call it, but... Yeah. Uh, the oeuvre. The oeuvre. <laughs> Isn't that egg in French? <laughs> no, that's just if. Sorry. <laughs> it could be plural. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, I just graduated from NYU film school, and these are my eggs. These are my eggs. <laughs> what I really love about Alfred Hitchcock's eggs are. Eggs are. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, someone's eggs are always like, uh... <laughs> sorry. No, uh, it's always like this guy directed Transformers 18 and Happy Feet 2. Like, it's always the most bizarro shit. It's exactly. never like a theme. <laughs> no, never. It's very, it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, you guys are talented. I feel like I couldn't, I could never direct it like yeah. anything, period. But <laughs> old Parker could do. Uh... <laughs> Fuck, I couldn't think of any Tarantino movie. <laughs> could do Pulp Fiction. Oh, Parker could do Pulp Fiction, but Tarantino could not do Imagine Me. <laughs> You're right. Go off, Queen. Not nearly enough chances for feet shots. Exactly. Yeah, my only critique of this movie really is there were no feet shots. Yeah. So if you could workshop that one, Old Parker, I'd really appreciate it. Like, literally, as a moderator of WikiFeet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the well's been kind of dry recently. Yeah. Old Parker's the only one. Mama needs some toes. Yeah. <laughs> horrifying. Horrible. Truly horrifying. Uh, oh, I found that this is number 18 of best lesbian films of all time on some random website, autostraddle.com slash 100 best lesbian queer bisexual movies. <laughs> Get it, girl. Yes. Get it, girl. Yes. The first one, of course, is... But I'm a cheerleader. Yes. Of course. I'm also an imagination. <laughs> You should have seen the deer in the headlights look. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I just saw the look of fear of God. In your yeah, face. the fear of God. What did you like about this movie? I liked. What did I like? What did, what did, my favorite part of the movie was when there were gay people in it. Uh, yeah, I like it when they hold hands. <laughs> I did think that was cute when they like had their hands so close. Oh my God. There's a scene where uh, Luce and Rachel and Rachel's mom are going to see a presentation that her little sister H is giving about the solar system. 
And they have this whole sequence where their hands touch and like it's just so beautifully done. It's it was very really romantic. cute. Yeah. It's all about that gay yearning. A yearning. My favorite part was when you said that meeting a woman at her wedding is lesbian dating on hard mode. <laughs> truly incredible like (laughs) so much of what i've heard of the quintessential lesbian experience is like being in love with your straight best friend literally and like imagine meeting your new straight best friend at her fucking wedding and then falling in love (laughs) after that you didn't even know her there was no chance and then it went well anyway isn't that great for someone to write in and be like yes that happened to me (laughs) oh my god please write in we don't have a gmail yet Right in. We have a Gmail. We do have a Gmail. Yeah, it's supersapphicfc it? at gmail.com. I love that so much. <laughs> Write in and tell us that you met your now wife at her straight wedding. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait. Thank I you. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. What did you like? But about it's those? funny because you mentioned that because he was literally like, when he started writing this, he's like, where's the worst place to meet <laughs> you your You are soulmate? kidding. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I can't think of a worse place. <laughs> it's, it's so smart. God. Mm. I can't believe a man wrote this. I cannot believe Let a man wrote directed this. it. Like it's so. There's not at any point where I was like, "Oh, a man directed this." Yeah. Like usually you can tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just like so. The framing was so. Does he have like a gay sister or something? Gaze. Yeah. <laughs> like he has to have some kind of connection. I. He might just be a cool person. He is married to Thandie Newton, so like he might just be a cool. I person. didn't know he was married to Thandie Newton. They have like three kids. Wow. Yeah wonder if she's bi or something <laughs> i just saw a tiktok that's like add up. he's got bi wife energy bi wife energy <laughs> i don't even know what that means but it makes my brain short circuit like yeah. i know what it is implying but i'm yeah. like what? he's a bi wife yeah how do I say that he seems like he can hang? Yeah, he hang? seems cool. He's got bi wife energy. I feel like he would re- respect basic human rights. Yeah. And boundaries. Yeah. Only because he's married to someone who knows shit about shit. Hey, you're listening to one of our older episodes. Thank you. I do hope you check out one of our newer ones. The audio quality and my editing abilities are getting steadily better, and I really appreciate you sticking with us while I wrangle with audacity and learn to love it for its obtuseness. You should check out our movie list. I made it to be a resource for people to more easily find films that center sapphic characters. Each entry includes the movie title, director, country of origin, a synopsis, and a link to the trailer. There are also two categories of tags, one for story elements and one for production details. There's also an author's note getting into the nitty gritties of how I made this list, having not seen most of these films, uh, how we define this woman, love woman, non-binary love woman canon that we made up, and just other details about its organization. As of right now, and honestly probably forever, the movie list is incomplete. Getting every sapphic film ever made into one document is insane. A fool's errand. And it's just me adding to it in my free time, so... I know there are gaps, and I plan to fill them in to the best of my ability. It's a process, a living document, that will hopefully only improve. 
I really hope you check it out. Even if you're lukewarm about us or the podcast, you know, I made this to be a resource for everyone, not just people who listen to our silly little podcast. And there's so many films on here that I had no idea existed. And there are a bunch I just cannot wait to check out. So you can find this movie list on our card, which is ssfc.card.co. Card is spelled with two R's. You can also find us on Instagram at supersapficfc. That's all I got for you. Thank you, as always, for listening. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Bye. I also, I really love, uh, it's just so gay that she owns a flower shop. Oh my god, what is it with all lesbians owning flower shops in movies? It's Bly Manor. I'm sure there's others. There Those are the only be. ones I know. <laughs> but it seems like a pattern already. Very specific. Yeah, and it just works. The whole, like, language of the flowers, so sweet. It's so cute. I was mad they didn't make a single lavender joke. Lavender was code for lesbian love and maybe just gay love. I didn't know that. I always thought it was violets. Maybe also violets. But, like, the lavender menace, come on. There could have been something there, and it was just... Come on, guys. That's the only critique I have. I'm sure I have other (laughs) critiques. Um, I really liked that the husband is really nice, I feel like it's so lame whenever movies in general make, like, the husband that someone's cheating on an asshole or the wife, you know, where it's like, you just fucking hate that person and you want them to be with the other person and cheat on them because they suck. Like, okay, so obviously I'm supposed to root for the nice one, but way to justify cheating for no real reason, you know? Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Like, unless they're abusive, you can just leave them. I know. Like, literally, (laughs) you're an adult who can make choices. Yeah. You had to wait until someone else came along who was nice to you to realize that. Well, yeah, sometimes. (laughs) But, I mean, being a dick, you know? Yeah. Not, not like, abusive situation, but just, like, they're an asshole. Can't you at some point be like, this person's an asshole? Yeah. I think it can be. Like, I totally agree with you, but I think sometimes you're, like... When you're in it. That's true. Happy. But then just leave them. Exactly. And then go be with that person. Don't you don't have to cheat them. first. You don't have to you cheat You don't have to cheat first. It's that easy. You just, like, it's so, it you just literally don't. costs no money to not cheat. I don't understand people. <laughs> <laughs> Drives me crazy. You know. And that's, I mean, that is something that I feel like this movie is strengthened by it becoming two women, like Lucy and mm-hmm. Rachel. Because it's like, I think if it was a man, maybe this is just because I'm gay, but <laughs> if it was a man that she <laughs> had this instant connection with and like mm-hmm. couldn't really understand that it's like, you know, they're in love, she's in love with this person. I feel like it would just make less sense. Yeah. Because it is very much of like, at least why be in denial so much and yeah. try to stick it out with heck. Yeah. Like, because there's no actual other good reason that it would completely cut heck off as an option. <laughs> Exactly. You know? Yeah. Because, like, if she just met some random guy, we were talking about this while we were watching the movie, and she was like, I feel this instant connection with this guy I've known for two days. I'm going to, like, have a whole affair about it and then be in love with him and leave this man I've been with for years who's loving and appreciative and all that good stuff. And I, like, know everything about him. Yeah, and, and we're be, like, compatible in yeah, all these ways. And, politics. Yeah, and- exactly. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. Why would you be like, I feel chemistry. Like, that- but Jeremy's just so tall. But Jeremy's so tall and I, I like his eyes. Look at how broad his shoulders are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but... It makes so much more sense if she's gay, and then you can just be like, well, damn it, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Took me till now to find out, but I guess I really do have to do something about this. (laughs) Exactly.
exactly. <laughs> and it makes so much sense them being like childhood friends and like getting yeah. married and always being together. Yeah. And then to her to be like, oh, well, oh, women? Uh oh. Uh oh. This is my stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll get off here. Thanks. <laughs> but it is interesting that, like, because Heck is so great. And he's he so, is great. so great. And even like, uh, so two things. There was one point in rewrites where old Parker was like, I feel like such a I know. Old Parker. Where old Parker was where like. Old Parker was working on the rewrites and he wanted to change <laughs> pot. <laughs> but he wanted, he was making Heck more of a dick. Mm-hmm. And the actor was like, no, I oh. didn't sign up for this. Yeah. Like, he, this isn't what, like, you're screwing me over. <laughs> yeah. And he, t- like, credited him with, like, pushing back and not making that change because of him. Yeah. And it's such, like, it's, it's so much stronger for it. I know, which is why I'm, like, really mad, honestly, that the general critic consensus seems to be this is just your standard rom-com except gay. Like, okay, first of all, isn't that fine? Does every other rom-com have 34 fucking percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Like, I don't think so. No. But this is, seems like a really unusual way to approach it. Like, there's no hard feelings, really. Everyone's, you know, maybe a little sad about how things shook out with heck but everyone's like still like happy for each other and like cares about each other and more than that it's like everyone is actually happier because of it yeah like the whole heck finally writing his like quitting a shitty job writing Mm -hmm. his travel book and then like also having a moment on the plane with the which i love so much it's so cute so cute and she's like yes that's great because i am literate yes (laughs) and then she's like fuck And then she's like, how long is this flight or something? He's like, 24 hours. She's like, enough time or something. Long enough. <laughs> long enough. It's so cute. It's, it's so like cute. such a cute way to end it. I really liked it. Exactly. And it's like, I just love that message of like, you know, it's going to suck right now, but everyone will be better for it by being honest with themselves. Yeah, exactly. So sweet. And as I said during the movie, the only thing worse than realizing you're a lesbian two weeks after you got married is continuing to be a lesbian ten years into your heterosexual marriage. Oh, God. <laughs> like, just cut that thing off right there. Just end it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what? Actually, I need to look up her name because the woman who plays Petunia in the Harry Potter movies, mm-hmm. she's in Killing Eve. Do you know what her name is? I don't know her name, but I remember her in Killing Eve. Oh, oh, is it? Petunia Evans Dursley, thank you. Oh, thank you. Can you tell me the actor? (laughs) It's literally not here. What? Oh, there it is. Fiona Shaw. Uh Uh-huh. She was with her husband for like 20 years, and they both came out as gay and divorced each other and like are super happy now. That's crazy. That's great. That's great. You'd be so happy. Really convenient. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like attracts like. Yeah. I do feel like that must be more common than you usually hear about because Sometimes you can just sort of tell. <laughs> Literally? You can tell how cool and down with it someone is. And I then mean, sometimes that turns out to mean that they're gay. <laughs> this is an offline conversation. The only person I've come close to dating also came out as bisexual. There you go. Like, very convenient. Listen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say about this except go watch it. It's so cute. It's such a cute movie. It's just fluffy and it's so refreshing. My only two dings against it is uh piper parabo's british accent is <laughs> an elusive creature yeah <laughs> an elusive creature 
if you check out too long, it's gone. Yeah. But it's got, like, she's great. She's great. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, I, I couldn't do a good British accent. Yeah. So who am I to fucking Who am talk? I to judge? Also, you should watch it for Lena Headey's outfits alone. <gasps> oh, my she God. She has a tramp stamp. She has just one shot. Incredible. Just one shot. One shot, the tramp stamp. Uh, visual storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the immersion. The immersion. I'm and fully also, immersed. Her relationship with her mom is so sweet. Her oh, it mom. is sweet. I forgot about that. Yeah. She even is like going to take over the flower shop at the end while Lena goes off on like a her vacation a vacation to, to get, get over her Rachel. heterosexual. Yeah, <laughs> the straight love of my life. Her heterosexual. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, because her mom just went through a divorce and she's really down and Lena's like trying to get her to get up and go. Sweet. They just have such a loving, supportive relationship. Mm -hmm. And (sighs) really, it's just good. And like they try so hard to be, I don't want to say good. Mm -hmm. I think that's an unfair qualifier, which is disproved within the text of the movie. Um, But when she's like, we love each other, but she's married and I'm not going to ruin a relationship. And her mom is just like, sorry, babe. (laughs) I know. I do like, because sometimes in movies, you only have movies like this. You only have like one scene where she's like, what have I done? I can't do this to him anymore. It's like, this all just occurred to you, babe. But the whole time they're like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And she even tries to avoid Luce. Yeah. She tries to avoid her in the beginning and is like, don't invite her over. And like, heck, sets them up on that date. I do hate the, Oh my god! The callback moment at the end, so that she like teaches her how to project and says like "You're a wanker number nine is like the thing that she projects, and then she says that at the end, that's like the romantic climax of the movie. Which <sighs> so stupid. What's wild to me, and I don't want to be all like hmm, ding, <laughs> <laughs> ding, but like literally, I don't. If someone yelled that to me. I like for her to make that connection and be like, oh, Rachel. I know it's so fucking silly. It's, if you're gonna project, just say anything. Yeah, or just like call her name. Or I don't know. Yeah, it was just weird to me. That's weird. I didn't enjoy it. It yes. was also like corny the first time, and it was a corny callback. I know. And oh my god, so that wasn't even the original ending to the movie. No, no. So originally, it was in Ole's words, it was mm-hmm. less up beat you know it was the same until heck walked out on rachel at the birthday dinner Mm -hmm. that's when he realizes that uh rachel is in love with loose and that's the person Mm -hmm. and he's like i gotta get out of here we'll both be happier um so she stays at her parents for the night and that's when her dad makes the speech to her about like i think your mom hates me but i think she'll do better than me one day and rachel's like you're right i should go after loose inspiring question mark <laughs> i know <laughs> poor giles yeah so then the next morning they cut to loose who's in this trap hadn't gone away she's in bed she's woken by the doorbell ringing she answers it but there's no one there she's about to go back inside when she sees a flower on the doormat and flowers which lead to her to primrose hill where they broke up and then up the hill to the top where rachel is waiting and they said some lines that i've totally forgotten but which i think they were quite cute and then they kissed while the sun rose behind them <laughs> That's really sweet. Isn't that very sweet. It's a much better ending. It feels like I know. The highest compliment that I can give this movie though, that mm-hmm. I could give any rom com, is that it's not stupid. It's not stupid. <laughs> it's not stupid the whole time. Maybe they've gotten dumber or I've just gotten better at noticing them. But a lot of times I'm watching a rom com and I'm like, 
this shit's stupid and it doesn't make any sense. It's dumb. But at least for the vast majority of this movie, it's just a good time. Exactly. And it's like, because that's the thing is like, even when these characters are doing things that are kind of ridiculous, the characters themselves are so fleshed out Mm -hmm. that I'm just along for the ride. Yeah. Like, we haven't even talked about Coop. Coop is ridiculous. I hate Coop. (laughs) I do too. But I love that he's, I feel like often in rom-coms when you get like the advertising asshole who's like oh she's a lesbian but she'll fuck me Mm -hmm. he's just the worst but he knows he's the worst he's not clueless about it and i at least appreciate that (laughs) i know i know (laughs) i hate that he is like so much for i don't want to ruin a relationship loose like berating her we still disagree about this i hate it it doesn't make any fucking sense and i still don't like it even though he's like aware of it or whatever but he they were loose and coop were like on a date-ish. They're hanging out. out. And Luce is like, I would never break up a relationship. It's a terrible thing to do. And Coop's like, I fuck married women all the time. It's not my relationship. Or whatever it is. Uh, And then he hears that uh, she's the woman that Rachel loves. And he's like, how fucking dare you, moral high ground thing. And I feel like it wasn't even really acknowledged that much that he was the one on the other side of that fence when they were talking. But I... See, I think it makes sense because Coop's whole deal is that he never proclaims to be better than he is. And I think that's why he was calling Luce out saying like, oh, you're you're the one on the high horse saying you would never do these things, but you're doing them now. Yeah. Like it's because I feel like his whole deal is like he fesses up. He's not like, I'm a great guy. What the fuck do you mean? He's like, I'm going to fuck married women. and It's not my problem. I know. But then I feel like we just like blaze right past that one. Like she wasn't even like, you're one to fucking talk. How dare you get on your high horse about me being on a high horse? You know, it's like now we're just in the same boat here, yeah. bud. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I think he is. Yeah, but she was like fleshed out. Yeah. And it was interesting. I was reading one of the letters where it's like there were scenes that are still in the movie that were just cut differently Mm because it was too much about him. So we lose a lot of like Coop. Oh, interesting. Especially in the last montage where everyone's happy, he just has a baby. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to mention that actually. I kept forgetting to talk about that, but I was like, where the fuck did did his baby baby come from? Where do babies come from? Hey, I'm sorry. This might be embarrassing to ask. Um, Is it too late to ask where babies come from? I don't, I didn't think Coop knew any storks. (laughs) We never saw a stork. In the movie? So I did what did you get to my question yeah. about how he knew the dog. I also thought it was funny that he has, like, disembodied hands handing him a baby. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that his girlfriend we it's never very, met? Is like, she fucking married already? Supernatural finale. Oh my god, you're right. It's like, it's a not even about... conception. male conception. Of Sam's kid, <laughs> who's Greg. named Dean. Oh my god. I wish I could unhear uh. that. Showing all our cards today. Oh, <laughs> Maybe we should take some of those cards back. Yeah. Hey, can I redeem my coupon? I'd like yeah, a back. I'm going to draw the line in the sand way back at feet when we were joking. At that. No, mama needs her toes. I stand by that. I respect that. Thank you. You've got to find what you're good at and do it on purpose. Exactly. Feet. Oh, my God. But no, so that's the thing is that there was supposed to be a line. It got, it stayed in, but it was... 
Okay, so the whole problem was that that montage wasn't going to be a music montage. It was going to have, like, dialogue. Oh. And we were going to see a scene between the parents, actually, um, Nedhead, <laughs> and the wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it ended up being a montage, and that got cut. And it was supposed to be the pizza girl that there's a throwaway line where he's like, yeah, you know, I'm really into that pizza girl. She's Italian. I want you to meet her. I think he makes a joke like that. He does. Movie, yeah. That stayed in. But then when it was supposed to still be dialogue, he was going to talk to the baby in Italian. So we would infer that he had a baby with oh, the pizza Oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it was like, you know, but again, it was just kind of a gesture of like, he settled down. He's figured out his shit. Mm-hmm. A baby can fix you it and can. your relationship. And you it's, should have a baby instead of going to therapy. Everyone should have a baby. <laughs> yes. Therapy is a scam. Yes. Just throw out your preg- <laughs> pregnancy. <wait. laughs> Wait, shit, fuck, shit. <laughs> throw out your birth control. Throw out your birth control. Oh, you can God. also do that if you want. Throw away your birth control, rally in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> Burn your birth control. In the <laughs> oh, God. I found an ancient birth control pill packet <gasps> of mine when I was cleaning up my apartment. Oh, my God. And I wonder if they expire or if I should just, like, save it for a rainy day. I mean, you never know. <laughs> We, there was a point where we were stockpiling. It's true. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Going down a dark path. Yeah. I feel like we've talked a lot about goofs, but that's just because we love this movie so much. And it's yeah. hard to remember all the good things. It's just such a good movie. Like, okay, actually, this is interesting. One of the weirdest parts is when Luce first comes over to dinner with Rachel and Heck for a double date to be set up with Coop before they know that she's gay. And randomly, she just goes up to the roof and sits oh outside God. in the rain with an umbrella. <laughs> so funny. I think I literally was like, you know when you go to a stranger's yes. house and you wander off to sit on their roof and yes. look wistfully into the city? Yes. Like, she'd clearly been there for a sec. Like, she yeah. didn't just, like, walk out there on a whim. Like, they're, like, cleaning up from dinner. And she goes out and she's, like, all curled up on the ledge of the roof with an umbrella looking excitedly. At just nothing. at the dark city. At the dark city. No stars in the sky, only rain. So funny. So apparently that mm-hmm. wasn't what was supposed to happen. Oh, good. Because yeah. it didn't make any fun no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> she was still supposed to be on the roof because he wanted to like us to see the roof so that we could have the conversation with Heck and H on the roof later and know where they were. Mm-hmm. Which I also, now that he mentions that, why is Henrietta with Heck alone at their apartment? Such a good question. I would love to know. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, it would have made more sense if he, like, went over to visit. Yeah, not that I don't trust Heck. I think mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm just like, It's just like, how, how did, did she get there? Yeah, why is, is, she, is he babysitting? She's like, I think Heck needs to have a little hot to hot with me. Yeah. Maybe I can ask oh, him I'm why. Peppa Pig. <laughs> and they're supposed to be, like, really cute looking at the stars mm-hmm. and, like, just like really attracted to each other it's kind of steamy and then it was fucking raining like pouring out rain and they couldn't shoot outside oh my god so that's why they like immediately move into that little like enclosure stairwell part Mm -hmm. and they're talking in there and apparently like the whole scene was like improvised like they just made it up on the day and i think they did a like pretty amazing job like the whole part where rachel's like trying to warm loose up and like touching her it's it's, cute like it's so cute and clearly her being like i'm okay (laughs) what's happening i feel really heated up now (laughs) (laughs) biceps (laughs) (laughs) but it was funny because i discovered this in one of the fan letters and she's like why was Mm -hmm. she on the roof that didn't really make sense and he's Mm -hmm. like yeah 
I think we got away with it, but you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I do think, like, it's a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing. Like, unless you see the transition from, like, them talking at the dinner table to her being on the roof. You could imagine there was, like, enough time between them. But we were like, what? Wait, hold on. Hold on. How did she get, you know, when you're at a friend's house for dinner? You're like, hey, now you're doing the dishes, but do you have an umbrella? Yeah, do you have an umbrella? And also, I'll be out here if anyone needs me for the next 10 minutes. Thanks. And not that I endorse smoking, but, like, if she had a cigarette. At least it would have been a reason. But then I guess she would have had to stay outside. That's true. Or she could have just snuffed it out and then they're in the stairwell. Yeah. You know how you swallow your cigarettes when you're done with them? <laughs> she could have just eaten it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> eaten it gave me like such a flashback to like lolcats memes that I'm like. Oh, God. <laughs> having, having like a gag reflex moment. Like That's cool. I'm going to go jump off. The I was going to give you a cookie and then I eat it. Up. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> that got me. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, is this the best lesbian movie of the 2000s? <gasps> Hard to say. Oh, that's because Better Than My Cheerleader was 1999. Exactly. Here's the thing. I can pull up I, my... Oh, oh, no, tell me. I have my list of our movies by... Um, <gasps> yes! Of course you do. By decade. I was going to say, I googled it, and some competition for that spot is probably deb's <laughs> oh for <laughs> fucking sure god i love that movie i can't think straight uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. i haven't seen that one i'm really excited about that one doesn't it look really bad i forgot i haven't it, seen it either well it's so hard to tell because like it looks bad <laughs> it but like i feel like there's like the threading the needle of like mm-hmm. it looks not expensive yeah and it was pretty widely panned, mm-hmm. but I don't but, trust yeah. critics all the time. I'm still curious. Yes. So are they. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Sorry. <gasps> Jennifer's Body was 2009. Can I that be a lesbian no, movie? It, that doesn't count. I don't think it counts. I mean, but we're still going to watch it counted. for Halloween. Oh, yeah. But, oh, uh, oh, yeah. But it's oh, not yeah. in the canon. In the canon. Saving Face, I <gasps> have not, I don't know anything about. I haven't seen it yet. I'm really excited to, though. That's the Seattle oh, director the... that we were just talking <gasps> oh, about. Yeah. Who okay, great. Also awesome. Directed the half of it. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. Definitely competition. Yes. Uh, Mulholland Drive, hmm. they said, is a lesbian movie. It, it, it has, is a lesbian movie. It has movie? lesbian characters. Okay. Um, so does Jennifer's <laughs> <laughs> bisexual accounts. <laughs> Bisexual counts. Counts. Um, I don't know. I've never seen Mulholland Drive. Me either. I'm more wary of it just because it's a Hollywood movie <laughs> with lesbians in it. Always a bad sign. Yeah, it was a pretty big deal at the Oscars, so I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, that seems like a movie I've like heard about. Capital H heard about. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was very up there when like in the early 2000s. Maybe it was late 90s too, where Hollywood's like, what if we got like a little experimental and weird? And yeah. It was like this movie, Requiem for a Dream, oh. and Being John Malkovich. I'm getting a good picture now. Like of a moment. This, yes, such a moment. Love that moment. For but her. I, but I think of those three, this is. I'm surprised I haven't seen it because it from the plot, I'm more interested in it. The other ones, yeah. Anyway, in the early 2000s, though, there was also this is what I want to talk about is um, Robert. E- Wait, fuck. Robert Ebert. <laughs> Robert Ebert. <laughs> so Pfeiffer Parabo was also in Loving, in, in Lost and Delirious, excuse me. Which Pike was... Pike 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 Pike
not that. And then been like, shut the fuck up every time you said her name this whole time. Intrusive thought, intrusive intrusive thought. thought, intrusive thought. Go on. Oh my god. Um, in Roger Ebert's review of this, he was talking about how Piper Perbo must have been like cringing at how much worse this movie is than Lost in Delirious, a far superior lesbian. Not dazed film. and confused. <laughs> I know. No, Lost in Delirious was set at like an all girls school. Oh, there's the dorm movie you talked about. Movie. Oh, yeah. But it's like it's horrible i it's like, <laughs> i have to look this up now. it's all about how horror like painful it is to be a lesbian they oh, have like God. a secret relationship and they get caught and one of the girls sells the other one out oh. and she gets kicked out of the school oh god like it's all about why does everyone want lesbian movies to be painful and awful like you say you guys don't want the haze code but you kind of want the haze code want the haze code but it just says that lesbians have to be in pain the whole time. Well, that's that was actually literally one of the explicit rules in the Hayes Code is that if you're going to have... Oh, right. I forgot about that. ...a gay person in it, they have to be punished by some... <sighs> yes. At but some point in the movie. instead of it being explicitly because you just didn't want gay people to be happy... Exactly. Uh, now it's... Well, it's just not realistic. It's, uh, not, it's not realistic. You're not... You're glazing over the suffering. Oh, my God. You should be creating more gay people suffering <laughs> through your movie. <laughs> Also, it only has 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's so like, really bad. How much better could it be, Robert Egert? <laughs> <laughs> Rockbird, Rockbird Ichabod. <laughs> oh my god. Everyone loves funny names sound weird. Right? Ha ha ha. It's on HBO. I'm going to watch it tonight. Unless it's on our list. <laughs> it is on our list. Okay. I've already seen it, though, if you want to go. No, okay. no. We have to watch it together. It's so bad. I'm excited. I hated it. I am so excited. But again, I'm sure if I had seen this when I was younger, it'd be very formative. So I'm not I'm like, sure. you can't like this. It's problematic. As is always. I just didn't you know, enjoy it. Any, you know, baby's first lesbian movie is going to be hugely formative, no matter what it was. Oh my God. So. Literally. That's I, why I'm like, Jennifer's body counts. Jennifer's body counts. <laughs> <laughs> I too was, however old I was, when Blue is Warmest Color came out and I watched it illegally. <gasps> oh my God. Didn't realize how bad it was. <laughs> Oh, my God. That one actually made me uncomfortable. Oh, I was, I was uncomfortable. I was like, I'm definitely not gay. This is really I literally I was like, am I homophobic? <laughs> Blue is the warmest color made me homophobic. Emotional. Gay and homophobic. Yes. We exist. <laughs> oh, my God. See Every thing. experience I've ever had with a man is how that movie made me feel. <laughs> okay, but oh, like. So we don't have time to unpack all of that. <laughs> Oh, okay. Let's take this offline. Yeah. Hey, Queen. Let's take this offline. I'll schedule another Microsoft Teams call. Oh, my God. <laughs> I swear to God. My life is a series of Microsoft Teams calls. Literally. Uh, and also crying after no. them, before them in preparation. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I mean, go off. I love capitalism. Girl, I love it. I actually um <laughs> Don't skip the ads, please. <laughs> please don't skip the ads. My family can't eat skipped ads. Yeah. If you don't buy our hair food line, yeah. my oh. family will starve. It's actually a mailbox made out of human hair. Yeah. <laughs> no, hair food is a legitimate product. What? It's food for your hair. It's like oh, nutrients. Okay. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Blue Apron. You get a ball of hair and every weekly delivery. I feel like, is this just like one episode I have to make the dumbest leap of logic possible? 
insane thing we could do next. I got it. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's Imagine Me and You. (laughs) Did you know that it was going to be called Click? Uh, But the movie Click by Adam Sandler, I almost said Roger Ebert. Came out one that same year. One hit wonder, Roger Ebert. <laughs> Adam Sandler movie Click came out the same year, so they had to call it Imagine Me and You because of the song the guy sings on the bike at the end of the movie. There's like a guy on a bike driving past everybody. Biking past everybody. Yeah, and that's how they like find out that she can do her, yo, wanker number nine. Yeah, she's like, close enough. she must be in hearing range because I heard him over the phone and he just drove past me or whatever. It's Which great. is so crazy to me. I like, this movie to me has such a different texture if it was really named Click. Mm-hmm. But I think that's also partially because I can only ever associate that with Adam Sandler now. That's true. So it's like... I think it would have been a much better name for this movie. Yeah. Imagine Me and You is, like, so vague. It really and, is. And, like, floral. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, I mean, I think that's part of why I think of it as such an early 2000s rom-com is because it has a flowery, yeah. vague name. Yeah. But when I was picturing what a movie called Imagine Me and You would be about, I thought it would be way more sappy and, like, sad mm, and, like, longing Nicholas and Sparks. Yeah, yeah, Nicholas Sparks. But Click is just so much more, like poppy and like catchy and like i think that describes this movie a lot better because so much of the dialogue is so fucking weird but not in like a bad way but just in like a we're quirky it's a quirky movie and there's gay people in it exactly in a good way and not in a cringe way but just like i was very surprised by the tone (laughs) this is i i feel like how stylized this movie is kind of like sneaks up on you Mm -hmm. because it's very normal yeah and starts out so normal for the dialogue Mm -hmm. like the dialogue is very then everyone's named some weird shit and it's so funny and then she's got a tramp stamp and Lady Heaty's so hot in it. <laughs> I God, and her scarves. Both oh my their God, scarves. the scarves alone. God, I just wonder how the scarves industry is doing since the yeah. Halcyon days of the early 2000s. You know, there was a real resurgence in 2012 with Infinity Scarves, mm. but there has since been a massive decline. Really petered out. Yeah. I remember buying t-shirts that had scarves attached to them. That's horrifying. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, like the really tiny ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like, like, those, like a giant fluffy scarf and a t-shirt. I don't understand. No, the no, shitty I ones are like too. bandanas. Yes, I actually miss those deeply. They were like really thin, really yeah. thin and skinny and long. And you would like have them as a scarf or almost like a belt oh, my God. over your longer shirt that goes like down to your hips. Miss that less, but. <laughs> yeah. Listen, not as great a look. Very like 1920s, low waist. I know. Weird. Weird vibes. Really bizarre. But I, oh my god, the look of like a silk scarf like wrapped so it's like tied around your neck like a choker and it just hangs. Oh my god. I love that look. Unparalleled. God. Incredible. I cannot wait to be like 50 and rocking that every day. Every day. Oh my god. You ever see an old person and they like found what works for them <gasps> and then they just wear that forever? Yeah. It's almost always like the actual olden days. But the other day I saw a dude who was super old and in like serious 90s grunge vibes hell it was yeah, like the layered dude. t-shirt and the longer striped shirt underneath and uh, like cargo pants like he may mwah. as well have had a skateboard it was such a complete look mwah. Mwah. beautiful like yeah. i love you man <laughs> well anyway this we got real off track but yeah. this movie's great i say go watch it if yeah. you feel like it and then don't watch that i'm sandler click movie yeah it's probably really you, bad i don't yeah it's 
sad too. Is it? I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Watch Lena Headey fall in love. Yes, God. Fall for once, she's not. Oh God, fall in love with Lena Headey during this movie. It'll happen. For mm-hmm. once, she's not. You know, cutting people's heads off like she does in Game of Thrones. It was weird to see her not be a bitch, but I loved her deeply in it. She's so great. She's so great. God, I love Lena Headey. God. Well, thanks for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Fucking <laughs> every time. When am I going to get it through my thick skull that this is an audio medium? I think we just have only. to start recording it, like, also with a uh, camera. I don't want to, no. though. <laughs> Actually. Love that idea. It's not going to happen. I cannot be perceived. Yes. It's just going to have to be dubbed in. It's like, listening. Listening. <laughs> Thanks <Hey>. for listening. <laughs> okay, but, like, it's already so fucking hard to sit down and record that if i had to also look good it would oh, never happen i just wouldn't it just wouldn't happen. yeah i would just like peter right out deal with mean comments yeah and, like grow from mm, that no thanks Ugh, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't sound like growth <laughs> to me no thank you Ooh, no thanks anyway thanks for listening thank you so much for listening yeah